Coming to you from Scenic the Basement at ICN Studios in Brooklyn, I'm Jana Jefferson and this is And Friends with Jana Jefferson. Every other week, me and a new guest host each time are going to discuss the latest in pop culture, the industry, life, and more. And today's guests are none other than Kristen and Christine from The Takeover. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Hi, guys. Hi. How are you feeling this fine Tuesday? I'm tired. Girl. Yeah. Yeah. Retweet. Same. Retweet. I'm well, plus one. smiling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I'm happy to be here. Yes. Oh, my God. I have cramps. We were just talking about this, yes. and now I'm like, ugh, mm. I have cramps. But you know what? We're going to push it through. We're going to push it through. But when, the, uh, when my show first begins, we have something called the Beyonce Moon of the Day. <gasps> yes. Okay, Beyonce that's, is that's like lit. my sun, moon, and stars. <laughs> and um, every episode, the Beyonce Moon of the Day is basically giving your, how you're feeling today with a different Beyonce song, Beyonce lyric. Oh, um, something that has to do with You got Beyonce. time. I came, I came prepared. I What's to, yours, Kristen? Yeah. Kristen. Oh, okay. Um, it's from I Was Here. Okay. Um, and uh, let me see. I have to find the perfect one. It's basically like the chorus is I was here. I lived. I loved. I was here. I just feel like I have a lot more work to be there. But mm-hmm. I feel like the exhaustion of trying to get there has been taken over me. So that's pretty much why I chose this song. Mm-hmm. Um, I, the, the rest of the lyrics that I related to was I did. I've done everything that I wanted. And it was more than I thought it would be. I will leave my mark so everyone will know I was here. Um, so yes in the process of leaving my mark I'm just tired yes it's an exhausting process and I feel like mine's sort of like also kind of retrospective too mine I think is from listen it's like now I gotta find my own as in like obviously find my own voice Mm -hmm. find what I wanna do in this world because I don't know what it is but October has been just like a very interesting month I feel like I'm doing a lot of thinking and growing and reflecting on like what I want and stuff so i think that listen is probably how i feel this time around mm. maybe it's the full moon i don't know what it is oh, girl, yeah, yeah. tonight is the full moon actually and it oh, is wait. doing a lot there was a full moon yesterday too the moon was like mat was it sunday too oh speaking wow. about the full moon Several days. i know t- today might is it today the last day to play lottery i think so it is do you did, did i yours? did i miss the date did i, did I miss girl. the time no, no, no. I think you have until tomorrow at like 11 a.m. All right. Can I stop our corner store? Sure. Okay. Okay. We definitely um, do that. But mine, um, considering that like I think it was 16 years ago this song came out, uh, Me, Myself, and I. Me, Myself, and I. That's all I got in the end. That's what I found out. And it ain't no need to cry. I took a vow that from now on, I'm going to be my own best friend. So I'm in between that. Thank you for joining in. Um, I'm between that and Soldier. I was I listening to, to that on the train. Yes. And <laughs> do you like the um, boys up top from the BK? Of course. No, they they money, money three ways. ways. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'm in between that because you know I'm trying to be by myself, but I'm trying to be by myself with maybe somebody. Oh. So I'm trying to okay. figure that out. Oop. Boot up. But um. So I have a question. No, I'm not trying to be boot up. I feel like that's trash. <laughs> but you know. Just the prospect of having someone to like snuggle up every so often. Or maybe say no to them, but then really say yes. I'm crying. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you, you <laughs> really, you shit. really, yeah, you really like to, you playful. Yeah, on some hood. Oh. Okay. Um, but yes. I, okay, so I'm not, I, 
I'm naturally in this like, oh, I have questions. <laughs> yeah, sure. So, um, please forgive me. Um, but I was wondering, blind dates, anyone? Have, have any of y'all done? No. Oh, no, never. I, I never. never will. I don't think I ever will go on a blind will. date, to That's be honest trash. with you. Unless it was my very, very, very good friend doing it. Yeah. And even then, I've heard about <laughs> bad ones. We've heard about bad ones. So. Yeah, when they're just like, oh, it looks like either like like someone met you would the like, and on then the you're street. just like, right. no, you, you don't know me, obviously. <laughs> or worse like you met them on the street sorry if the person's listening but um you <laughs> met <laughs> you met the person on the street they was trying to hit on you but you try to throw them to your best friend mm-hmm. don't do that to me the alley-oop yes mm-hmm. no, 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 no. Mm-hmm. oh my goodness but yes one I of liked my that. friends um their roommate is like perfect for one of my friends and then the other day like when we were talking he the um he's like oh I think like I clicked most with Jaina though, and I'm like, mm, that's not what I wanted or asked for, and I don't like him. Yikes! So, so like, alley oop it, alley oop it right to where it was supposed to go. Oops. I mean, shoot your shot. It didn't say you had to shoot it by yourself. Okay. You can have, have an assist. Switch. You're not gonna miss. You can have an assist. Mm, I'm just like, uh, I don't know. I feel like I want to be alone for the rest of the year. I mean, they ain't got two more. Ain't two more months. Ain't, Ain't, ain't much That's more fine. Time. Two months alone. I mean, coffee season is in full effect apparently. So, the calendar year doesn't isn't what you need to go by. It's the cuffing season calendar. It's the cuffing calendar. Yes. Are you gonna be cuffed? She's already. Oh. We can proceed. She's already. Okay. <laughs> you have a boyfriend. I do. Is he nice? Oh yeah, he's very nice. Oh good, perfect. She just say she said, "Is he nice? He's very nice." <laughs> Shut up. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> listeners, remember I've created a Spotify playlist for the Beyonce Mood of the Day. Oh, that's so. Beautiful. Search Beyonce Mood of the Day, and then you follow it, and then each of the songs mentioned by myself and my friends to start off the show have been and will be added to the playlist. Somebody After- already said me, myself, and I. No. You oh yeah, the I'm first, the first. You're the first one to say that. The first person to say soldier. Okay. No one's on. ever said listen before. I think I might have said I was here, but I'm not sure. But anyway, it's gonna be added to the playlist regardless. So you stay <laughs> up to date on your Beyonce discography. Yeah. Except follow. for Rose for You, because that is not a thing. Do you um, guys know about Rose for You? Tell more. Do tell. Okay, so out of the blue one day last week. A, an Instagram page oh, popped up. yes. And it was like all these cute little things. It was like Beyonce and Kelly and I think Tidal were being followed by this page. Mm-hmm. And there were all these different videos and sound clips of something. Mm-hmm. And we're all like, hmm, what could this be? Everybody thinks it's a reunion. It's not. And this is why. So <laughs> Tavia's not following the page. <laughs> so it, I kept randomly following more people. Like it started to follow like Netflix. It followed Nicki Minaj. And I was like, hmm, what is this? And I'm like trying to decipher. I'm like, it's coming out on this date because of this and that. And like after a while, I'm like, hmm, something's up. Then they started following, quote unquote, Frank Ocean. Now everyone and their mother knows Frank Ocean doesn't leave his house. Yeah, no. Nor has social media except for Tumblr. Mm-hmm. And he goes on like every so often. Like every six months. <laughs> every nine years. Living yeah. without He's probably wow. having the best He was in Cuba life. living his best life at one point. Wow. So oh, that's not Frank Ocean. But when it, when it followed this Frank Ocean, I was like, this isn't real. This isn't real. Then one of the Beyonce fan pages that I follow on Twitter was <laughs> <laughs> apparently the sound clips that they had were just like background vocals from Grown Woman. 
So it wasn't, it's like a complete troll page. Wow. And people are y'all, still, they had y'all shook. Still, they're still updating it. People are still like, what does this mean? I'm like, give it up, give it up, give it up. It's me. I win. You lose. Ha, ha, ha. Uh, Beyonce really got people out here decoding <laughs> stuff on social media. And it's not media. even Beyonce. Yo, Zero that's how you know the hive is strong. Very. The strongest. Yeah, actually. <laughs> <laughs> like, I can't, I just can't believe. And it, at the Empire, I'm pretty sure it's still up. I unfollowed it after they did that Frank Ocean thing because I was just like, you're not going to pull the wool over my eyes. The jig is up. The, d- the jig is up. <laughs> but um, first segment of the show is called Talk of the Town. Oh, cool. And the first segment, well, not segment, the first topic, Nicki Minaj is being sued by Tracy Chapman, the singer. For what? She used Chapman's song, Baby Can I Hold You, in an unreleased song from Queen without getting a clearance sample. Oh, Lord. However, Yikes. they played the song on Funk Flex and The Breakfast Club after she was denied the sample. Yikes. So she was just going to be disrespectful knowing that it wasn't clear? Yeah. So now it's technically, obviously, like copyright infringement because I think she took the melody and some of the like exact lyrics. Yikes. So. I mean, but we she... know that she's disrespectful. Did we not? This is what happened. That karma is going to come around. You think you can just do whatever you want. Okay, so I'm going to sound real crazy, but who's Tracy Chapman? You got a fast car. Mm-hmm. That didn't really help Chris. It's not really <laughs> Nobel's. <laughs> okay, you ever heard, um, give me one reason to stay here. Oh, I know that one. And I turn it back around. Mm. This person's black? Mm. Yes. Uh, uh. Give me one, one reason, reason to stay here. Mm-hmm. And I turn it wow. back okay, around. So drag me See, everybody. I don't want to leave you lonely. You mm-hmm. got to let me change. This sounds like country music. No, she's like a like folk. Oh, folk. Okay, that sounds like folk, yeah. But she's a black woman, long Um, But she's getting that coint. Because yeah, well, Nikki is should. disrespectful. As yeah. she should. Um, you know, as someone who thought they were going to go into entertainment law, I follow interesting Instagrams. We do this thing called Take One, Pass It Down. Mm-hmm. And so I think the next one we should do like Instagram accounts that you should follow versus Instagram accounts that you shouldn't. Um, and one that I follow is Creative Genius Law. And I think anyone who's a creative should follow it. Um, because they do things like that. Like they probably have, like they follow like hip hop, pop, everybody in the entertainment industry, even like dancers and things like that. And like thinking about the law behind creatives and Mm -hmm. like thinking that like there's no really statutes or precedents when it comes to like lawsuits as it pertains to like the arts and like more and more because of social media and because of the digital platforms that Mm -hmm. are being created. Copyright and trademarks. Yeah. That like that area of law is actually going to be very, very important for like the next like the next amount of decades like Mm. even more so now than ever even with the idea of like samples are being used faster now more than ever and things of that nature so i wouldn't be surprised if creative genius law talks about this but yeah i think everyone in this room should follow creative genius law i'm down for it yeah i always like to follow new pages and stuff but i'm glad that you know this that's just like super trash rude especially if she knew it's like, like she you told you no. You even put on Twitter like sis said that's no. what that was. Yeah, mm-hmm. But even and that's why there was like a delay in like the album even coming out. It's supposed to come out like early early August. It didn't come out until late August. And like I that was one of the things that needs to be cleared. Like, like a billion, billion times. That yeah, needs to be cleared. Like, the whole thing with um Ariana Grande needed to yeah, be cleared. Yeah, like she put this whole big thing on Twitter. She's like, 
I have this song with like one of the greatest rappers ever because Nas is on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then she's like, but I just need the good sis, Tracy Chapman, oh, to give I me the clearance. This. And the, oh, every, okay. all the barbs were like, where's Tracy Chapman? <sighs> okay, so. That's how you use your army to really like, gang up on other artists. Like, but what she, are you doing? But it didn't, obviously, it didn't make no moves. She Tracy said no. was like, I said no. So I feel like I she probably was I like, said. I'll take the loss because, listen, like. I got it. I got mm-hmm. the money to spare. Maybe it won't make a dent in the the queen pool. And then know. they just played it on two stations. You know, Charlemagne was probably behind that. He's probably I don't give a mm. fuck. Her and like Charlemagne and Funk Flex. The, the I just think them. it's just like rude because it's like one, if someone tells you no to something, no don't no. do it. Mm. Like That's it doesn't matter who you hmm. think you are. Don't yeah. do it. Period. Yeah. So I wonder how much that lawsuit is gonna be. I hope it's nice and fun. I hope, that, I, mm-hmm. hope that, I hope that Queen Radio is helping her pay these bills. She's probably gonna be on Tracy Chapman. To freedom, cocksucker <laughs> of the day, Tracy Chapman. Dead. Poor thing. No, to freedom is probably the best thing that happened. I think the entire year so far. Yeah, I've been thinking like I'm like, hysterical. yo, if Nikki ever has a child. If Nikki ever has a child, that child has. I'm like, yo, your mother is crazy, yo. What will slow Nicki Minaj down? I don't think a kid I would. I don't know. If I don't it think would. a kid would. Didn't slow down Cardi. Well, Cardi's young and fresh. Oh, no. I don't mean slow down in terms of oh, music like, or content or. Put, I'm talking about like with the shenanigans. Yeah. yeah. Like, what was. I think it, it would down? like hone her in a little bit. You like, reel so? her in. Maybe. Unless she's just like, ooh, you know, some women do go a little bit wild when they are pregnant. They're like, look, <laughs> look what I did. God's little miracle. Facts. I am Jesus. Facts. Look what I've done. And so I got the like, coin. Mm-hmm. You go off. Ugh. <laughs> that baby. I can't even imagine Nicki Minaj as a mother. I'm sure she'd be lovely. <laughs> but like, I feel like she would be like, a, like so over the top with it. Facts. But to freedom was like the best to, thing. To freedom. To freedom. Like it was <laughs> best thing I've ever. Yikes, yikes, For like yikes. three weeks straight, I laughed about it because it was just it was so over the top. Yeah. Real queens became queens because they have balls. Mm. Like something nonsensical. But you know, I wish her the best. Hopefully, her and Tracy can work things out. I don't. But oh. yeah, Tracy, get, Tracy, get your coin, girl. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm. Yeah, get get yourself a fast car. Yes, be lovely. Okay, so the next story: a man on an airplane grabbed a woman's breast twice, but justified the sexual assault by stating that Donald Trump said it was okay. Huh? This, this woman was sitting in front of the man whose name is Bruce Alexander, so we can. Uh, follow him and uh, ruin his life and she initially thought he touched her by accident then the second time she knew it was no accident the man reportedly said quote the president of the united states says it's okay to grab women by their private parts while he was being arrested like is that is that a joke no he was arrested on a flight from Texas to Albuquerque. Oh, from Texas. Yeah. That nigga so, you know, they just. It's about that life. Buck and he was going to Albuquerque. He was going to Albuquerque. He was going to New Mexico. Yeah. That Grab nigga. my titties and I slap the shit out of you. Yeah. Like, apparently the woman me? like got up and was like, don't do it again. Like you, you touched me twice now. And they, they, obviously. She's fine though. They didn't, they didn't like reprimand her or anything. Mm-mm. Okay. Good. But no. they, I think they arrested him as soon as the plane touched down. I would have like landed the plane. Oh, no, been, no, like, no. We would have had to figure out how this plane is. 
the plane might not have reached New Mexico if I was on that plane. How What's dare you? What's going on? Mm-hmm. What are we doing? And, and it's like how the woman was sitting in front of him. So I'm like, does he grab through the seat to Had do to this? That's ludicrous. Like that's crazy to me. What's how someone ma- thinks they could just do that? Because like? he seems he's mm-hmm. so like when I read that this morning, I was like, that doesn't. That's like the most disgusting thing. We, I've ever heard. Wow, this this is getting out of control, of, mm, bro. Oh this my is God. this world is just because my um, president said I could. the leadership. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is what happens. Like this is my leader. Corner. Yeah, well, see Yo. when you do clownery, <laughs> <laughs> the clown comes back to bite. This is what happens. I I just like I, I, I'm at a loss because it's just like we know he's an ass, and we know that people are like firmly and. Like a hundred percent behind him and donkeys walk together. That, that they say mm-hmm. exactly. He's an ass and donkeys work together. Right. <laughs> so I just feel like, I mean, these are the type of things that happen when we have idiots literally ruling the world. Mm-hmm. You know, like so many things internationally are affected by what we do, the moves that we make. Mm-hmm. Um, as as terrible as that is in some in some regard. Um, so having him. Like literally be like, oh yeah, it's cool. I grab a woman by a pussy. Like mm-hmm. I grab a woman by whatever. Your private parts are free game for everybody. It's t- literally mm-hmm. telling me that okay, you're an your, object. Your, your body mm-hmm. does not belong to you. Yeah. In the same way that you know he's sitting here trying to um um delegitimize people's um uh, sexual, sexual identity, orientation, orientation, all of that. Like so. And then access to their actual humanity. You're literally saying mm-hmm. your body does not belong to you. Mm-hmm. Neither and is your, so, neither is like your rights. Like you mm-hmm. have no rights as a woman. You have no rights as a member of society. You have no rights um, as a citizen. Mm-hmm. Like even how that trickles down into like this whole thing about like voting and how voting is important. It's like how can why would my voice matter if my body doesn't? You know, like and it's an extension. It's of a part it. of your body, yeah. And you know you know it's 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 so it's so sad also like wherever that woman is right now that she had to have gone through this and to know that it was an extension of something that she probably most likely did not vote for mm-hmm. right you know and to be so. like mm-hmm. wow like this man is in in office for now he's going to be in office for what two more two years two more years mm-hmm. knock Which on wood like- knock on everything that i could knock on that he doesn't receive a second term that we get it together in the midterms. Oh, I pray. And, Two weeks, guys. Get it together. You know, because I'm seeing all these, you know, very faithful, amazing, you know, melanated candidates that are going up for mayor and governor. And I would hope that once they finish their terms, if they feel fit, that they can go for the presidency. Then by all means, let's get let's rally behind, you know, a Stacey Abrams. Let's rally behind um, an Andrew Gillum in Florida. Like, let's rally behind these young people of color who actually still believe in politics because mm-hmm. it's it's so it's so sad now that like less and less people want to go to like law school or school for policy people of color because they're like what's the point it's not protecting I'm, me it's not protecting what others. am i gonna do with that i'm gonna mm-hmm. be a become a policy maker i'm gonna stay local and while local um elections are great and op- and obviously like there's more seats in local than there are at the top and they're just as important, if not more. It's just the idea of like, well, look who we actually, you know, look elect. at our leadership. Who do we elect versus who deserves to yeah, be elected? Who should be literally elected. across yeah. the board? Like Brett Kavanaugh, just he, Supreme Court, well, you trash. know, like well, trash. <laughs> literally a a public uh, a major media outlets covering 
his um his case mm-hmm. of sexual assault yeah. against someone who's like you know notable like she clearly like yeah. did what she had to do in terms of um yeah. progressing in life she's very successful she's mm-hmm. a professor you think i'm gonna want to come out and ruin my my yeah. um yeah. Uh, um like my reputation my, my reputation life, my, my credit everything that i've done just seeing that woman just like how it still affects her today and how like it hurts her right. to even like try to tell people that this man did something to her so long mm-hmm. ago mm-hmm. but it affects you for a long long time yeah mm-hmm. and people are still they're like get over it mm-hmm. her experience the world continues to turn He's clarence thomas you know all like there's too many to name that's how disgusting mm-hmm. it is and and it's like oh well if my leadership is doing it that's clearly what then i should do totally because fine. we follow our leaders that's mm-hmm. the point of that thou shalt not lie thou shalt not cheat thou shalt not steal that thou shalt is not covet, thou them. shalt not commit adultery. It's like all these commandments that is taught in the holy book that are also just taught in like co- common sense, like those things are not good, are the exact things that all of our leaders are doing. Mm-hmm. And it's it's so unfortunate that I'm not even concerned for like, it's, it's so interesting, like even when you hear elders are like, oh, I'm not concerned, I'm about to. I'm about my casket. I could pick up my casket today mm-hmm. and be fine with leaving this earth. But even then, like, I feel like even our generation, like, yes, we can still make change. We can still, like, we're still the millennials that are moving forward to, like, try and get things done. But I'm actually worried for, like, our the kids. children and the kids mm-hmm. and the kids' kids mm-hmm. because they're in the, they're growing up in the age of Trump. Mm-hmm. Like, they they didn't have, they, they knew of Obama but they're growing up in the Trump era. Mm-hmm. And these so things are, these this is things. their basis. This mm-hmm. is their foundation, you know? Like our foundation was 9-11, the war, Afghanistan and mm-hmm. Iraq, but then we had Obama, mm-hmm. you know? The but then was like a positive and but now we have Trump. Mm-hmm. Whereas them, they're starting off with, this oh, garbage. what is 9-11? Yeah. What is this war? Like it's all stuff life? that they're learning in the history books, but like their history and the things that they'll tell their kids are the is the nightmare that we're right. in right now. Right. And it's really sad. And it's unfortunate. You know that that nightmare is actually so real. So like I work as a, uh, a counselor to students of color in independent schools. And one of my kids came to me today and told me that another kid, a white kid, and my kid is Haitian, um, so he's black. And he told me that uh, the the white kid came to him and said to him last week that um, he doesn't want dark skin like him. The white kid said he don't want dark skin like. But how are you kid. supposed to get dark? Skin? So how? First of all, how are you supposed Idiot. to get dark skin? You sound so stupid. Two, um, what the fuck? And now mm-hmm. apparently the kid today, that same kid who, according to the school, he has quote unquote issues. Because you see, when it comes to little white kids, you know, we say they have issues, ADD. but we're not gonna name what it is that's wrong with them Mm -hmm. and say like you're racist Mm -hmm. like you have racist ideology and tendency at the age of 12 um Mm. because that's how old they are how old they are today he goes um oh you know common black names are starkeisha and keisha and felicia and then proceeded to go up to the The black girls the girls. the black girls during recess and ask them do you have one of these names and literally made a the seventh grader made an eighth grade girl cry so so he still has issues. That's that's but what we're I was told that off. he had issues. But then I demanded them to give me a report as to how they talk to my students about this issue and what is being done at the school by tomorrow. Mm. So I should be able to hear back from them by tomorrow whether or not they address the situation. But the kid probably just has like ADD. 
Well, because ADD mm, makes you racist. Oh yeah, for sure. Absolutely. I mean, there's a thing called affluenza. You didn't hear about it? What? Affluenza. Affl- you know what? It must have slipped my mind. Oh my god, <laughs> man! Wow, completely forgot. <laughs> <laughs> ridiculous but yeah but i need that sickness affluenza but that's all connected <laughs> help, help me i mean for you to think that you have access to another to a woman's body to think that you have the audacity to call another kid like and say that like their skin isn't beautiful for you to have the audacity for n- to, without being provoked yeah mm-hmm. or even have the audacity just to do it just because you think you to can feel do like it. you can go for one of the highest to uh, to accept one of the highest um, and most esteemed positions, positions of in of power in this. I I personally regard the Supreme Court higher than our president at times because I'm mm-hmm. like y'all making some decisions that will always be the precedent. And technically, y'all have y'all y'all um y'all jobs for life. Mm-hmm. Like you can retire if you want to because obviously they're not going to force you to stay. But your job is for life once you receive it. Like. And you're setting and precedence you're for my children and my children's children. Kind of oh, okay. Because Harpers, that's the boy's mm-hmm. name is Harper. Harpers become Brett Kavanaugh's. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Harpers mm-hmm. become the guy on the plane, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's saddening to know. And Harp Trump was a Harper. You know what I'm oh, saying? Yeah. So Trump was a Harper, <laughs> a Preston, <laughs> a Wesley. A like, Dent. Dent. I'm tired. <laughs> Harvey. No, I'm just Batman. Yeah. But <laughs> but yeah. Oh my god. What else, anything else on Talk of the Town? Um, I think that's all for Talk of the Town. Wow, the Talk of the Town was quite ecstasy. <laughs> ecstasy. I, I do like lot. Talk of the Town. Now we're at questions with the guests. So tell me a little bit about the takeover with Kristen and Christine. Okay, okay so <laughs> this whole tagline that you heard you know we say it like this or variations of that depending on our moods um it stems back to 2015 actually it stems back to 2013 so we met and started our friendship like officially when we um entered amherst college which is where we went to school it's a small liberal arts college in the in western massachusetts in the pioneer valley go mammoths question mark that's our new um mascot um so we started up there um we were we got accepted and we went to admitted students weekend we had seen each other in april but we actually didn't start our our, like friendship until september october when we Mm -hmm. first got onto campus um we like randomly started taking classes together we realized we were both from brooklyn we realized that we were both from this um student recruitment program um called prep for prep i did prep for prep um like fifth grade version and Kristen did prep for prep ninth grade version and Mm. basically it gives students seventh grade version um and basically it gives you yeah yeah, yeah. it's like you do you do from fifth to seventh grade and and then then we do do from seventh to ninth ninth. yeah but basically it gives students um minority students access to independent and boarding schools whether Mm -hmm. it be in the city or within the tri-state area um and so we were both in that program but then we both ended up at the same college so we realized that we may had like we had some mutual friends, like same sort of experiences being um, black girls from Brooklyn and now mm-hmm. going to this very white um, school <laughs> in Massachusetts. And we, you know, we ended up taking a lot of same classes together and we were like, oh, um, 
like one thing that's missing up here is like blackness um <laughs> and one thing mm-hmm. that we also like took for granted while we were at home is you know it's interesting that we talked about funk and and charlemagne but we were missing radio Oh my like God. it would literally like you would turn on the radio and it would static. scramble like yeah. so you mm. would get in and out and the the popular station over there was ninety three point seven so it was like the hot ninety seven of Connecticut mm. Massachusetts area and it was terrible mm-hmm. and so we were like so how do we get on radio and then we found out that there were black folks that was on the radio but it was like a year or two before we got there mm-hmm. so we were like so we about to make this. Lit. Like we about to we about turn to it up. We about to um make it alive and um, so we started the takeover with Kristen and Christine, the radio show. Mm-hmm. Ah, yeah. So it started out as actually a project, um, because we were living in the Black Culture House on campus. Shout outs to all the Drewbies. We are a part of the Charles Drew Memorial Black Culture House on campus. Mm-hmm. Um, Charles Drew was an alum of Amherst. Um, he went on to um Harvard, and he was one of the first people to like figure out blood, um, blood transfusion, which mm-hmm. is so sad because when he actually he died in a like a tragic car accident, and it, he was like denied blood. Blood, and oh, to think about the, the idea, irony. right? Um, so we lived in that house, and one of the requirements to live in the house was that you had to do this project. So we decided to do our project together, and the radio show was our project. Mm-hmm. So we were gonna live there for like two years, but we ended up doing the radio show until we graduated like literally until the last moment um the school like gave us dumb money buku bucks buku money Mm. shout out yeah yeah i've so they amherst college sits on like tons of money and they they give their students like us like thousands of dollars we get to go to all our parties for free right you go to all your parties for free so we're like Mm. so what we're gonna do is finesse a lot of the money and so we decided (laughs) to bring angela yee to the pioneer valley um she went to wesleyan so it was like a sister school Mm -hmm. of ours my cousin went there yeah um so she went there and we were like okay we about to let them down (laughs) so we're like we about to leverage that um she also attended poly prep which is the um high school that christine went to Mm -hmm. um and then she was also a prep student so we tried to like finesse that like oh my gosh you're like one of us and um we want you to come so she came and did a meet and greet um and what did she do yeah she did yeah, a meet and greet did. at the party um so she hosted the party did a meet and greet and then she also was on our radio show nice. um and then we went we took a break had a hiatus we, we went had to, to cuba. leave we left the country yeah <laughs> we went to cuba um for one semester it was insane because like around that time like right before we left we had this thing called amherst uprising so it was like a huge um radical movement basically on campus in response to the administration not really taking students seriously specifically mm-hmm. for um various things from race gender class sexual orientation identity is like across the board mm-hmm. we recognized where things. we were failing yes. um and everybody was like so what are you going to do about it um stage the, stage the whole sitting in the library everything christine mm-hmm. really um was the catalyst for that uh that uprising so we had to leave um mm-hmm. to take a break to i it mean it was at the right time we naturally mm-hmm, yeah we, we were ready to go to cuba anyway we had applied and everything mm-hmm. but it was the right time and while we were there, we were brainstorming what's next for the takeover. Mm-hmm. So we were like, do we bring Remy Ma? Do we bring she had just gotten out of jail. a boogie? Do we bring he just got popping. like <laughs> Cardi? Like, what do we do? Mm-hmm. Um, so we got back and the school up the budget. Right. So we was like, oh, we got more, <laughs> more money. That mind you, the radio the radio station had its own budget, but then the takeover, like our show, had, had its, its own, own budget, budget, which was Correct. bigger. Than the, the station's budget. budget. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. So look at you. Basically, <laughs> um, 
Christine really worked the magic to get them there because um to get Cardi B there we got Cardi B nice. pre Bodak yeah. Yellow though yeah. um but still still Buku Bucks yeah <laughs> it was like weeks before the Love and Hip Hop the her second mm-hmm. season of Love and Hip Hop premiered right. um it went from like a random email that finally went through like KSR group when the people that used to manage her um like they were getting flooded with emails I'm supposing and I don't know between my email and our student affairs email mm-hmm. like they Something actually responded yeah. to us cuz they realized that I guess we were sending multiple responses so like we were actually serious mm-hmm. and she was actually at the time she was gaining so more shout out to she was gaining more momentum but more specifically like she knew for herself she wanted to touch she was basically doing a, her own college tour. So mm-hmm. she had been at like a couple of schools before she came to us. So, you know, texting with her management people, blah, blah, blah. We figured out what the pricing was going to be. And she came. So um, we did a we did an interview with her. We did an intimate Q&A with like our loyal listeners over the past how many semesters that we were doing it. Because mm-hmm. it was now our senior year. And then she came and she... Performed. Um, performed. She performed some of her songs from her mixtape. Ran down on the twice. twice. <laughs> um, we swag surfed with her, and we had DJ Relly Rel, who is a Hot ninety seven, Hot ninety three point seven alum. Mm-hmm. Um, he came on, and he's kind of like our big brother now. He came and he DJed the part, the after party. He actually DJ both. Um, he did yeah. Angelie yeah. and, and Cardi. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so we had those two major things happening, and then we were like, okay, so we need that. That was like the grand finale because it happened our senior year, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then we were allowed to like throw another party, get a random DJ yeah. for bad money, whatever. Um, but that was like our big grand finale, That's and amazing. then we were brainstorming. Okay, so are we gonna? cut it off is it the end of the takeover radio show Mm -hmm. do we think about podcast format and when we came back we were like okay so it's it's a very saturated market there's a lot of people that are offering the same things like what we provided in the pioneer valley is what exists so much in new york and like Mm -hmm. what we brought from new york to the pioneer valley and so we're thinking about how do we tweak it a little bit so it's fresh it's new um and it's not necessarily the content that everyone um receives Mm -hmm. already so um so we keep some of the same stuff that we had, music, mm-hmm. media, black girl magic. That has always been like the, mm-hmm. the constant thread throughout the show. And then we added um, a bunch of different segments. Um, right now we have a bunch of new segments mm-hmm. on our show. Um, so if you go to the first and second season, you'll hear like the... Black girl lit and the lit is for? Literature and... I um, love that. The takeover segment. I um, got it from my mama. Which um, is like an ode to our mothers and those who have mothered us. Mm-hmm. Mothered us in terms of what we've learned and unlearned from them. Right. Black women can and can't, but we will. Um, but we swapped a lot of those out. Like just yeah. trying the to see gathering. what's fresh. We used to gather mm-hmm. people. Right. <laughs> um, it's sort of like a read, but we try to get them together. Right. You know? mm-hmm. um, so now we're, we're trying to um, veer towards more... Um, positivity um more of like because right now it's like there's there's so much deficit in the world so it's thinking yes. about how do you can like fill the void. That. how do you fill the void yeah. right so christine mentioned we have um take one pass it down which is one of our um last segments where we um introduce things that people can do to live like better lives you know so whether it's the instagram accounts that you should follow or the newsletters that you should have in your emails mm. like or little the playlist that tip. you should listen to we right, are going right. to plug yeah <laughs> oh my god yeah so it's like little awesome. tidbits um what else what uh, um um we've done oh we're, your the real talk your real talk which is like so i was doing this thing randomly on my instagram on my personal instagram where i would be like your real talk and like asking like these provocative questions that like everybody's talking about but nobody's actually like talking about them if that makes sense so like mm-hmm. things like 
Um, do you sacrifice between being corporate or creative? Do you, is, is college like actually a thing that everybody needs? Like, and Mm -hmm. like people would actually responding to me, shout outs to Instagram with the new questions feature. Um, People were actually answering. And then what I would do is kind of like a dear Abby type thing where I would like write back and people would like actually have conversation within conversation. So we were like, let's incorporate that into the takeover. So that's another segment. And we do that on our social media we're going to put up a new one in a couple of days. But, like, um, yeah, I think it's an amazing journey. We've definitely grown, like, uh, from our freshman days, just, like, chilling and, like, going mm-hmm. to parties and people, like, naturally seeing that we were sort of, like, a duo um, to, like, actually understanding what it means to be, like, friends, black women in the struggle, black, women's try- black women trying to, like, gain some sort of footing in the media industry, black women who come from, a line of black women who have gone through struggles, um, black women who, you know, are coming back home and trying to figure out their footing and trying mm-hmm. to understand themselves because we're not the same people that we were when exactly. we, before we left. And just black women who like want to just be, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think that the podcast has allowed us to be right. and be with others. So like we've had some amazing guests. A series that we did was like a D9 series where mm-hmm. we t- brought people from the Divine Nine, one person to represent wow. each different fraternity and sorority to like That's very nice. basically like demystify <laughs> it all. Mm-hmm. Um we've had like rappers we've had people who work in in media people we have we had an og who's like done the entrepreneur life yeah um we're about to have like upcoming people who are like also movers and shakers who are trying to like gain their footing too and right basically asking the question how do you take over right you know? so that, that's been like the um so after d9 we we're thinking about like how do we as it feels like we're transplants because like, we've been t- in school for so long, been in Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. So, like, how do we come back and also, like, meet people? How do we network? Mm-hmm. So, it's been, like, a, uh, one of the catalysts for us to just, like, actually meet people, meet people. And, and learn new things. And also, specifically, learn about things that people have done without the, the use of college. Like, mm-hmm. so, people have done so much and are very accomplished within themselves without actually having to spend the money or probably, you know, regardless of whether they had the opportunity, but they've made the best of what they had. Mm-hmm. Um, or so, even if they went to college, like they're doing the ap- absolute op- opposite, opposite of right. what they did because they're doing what they love. You right. Know? Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. So movers, shakers, go getters, the takers, you know, thinking about how these people have really made a mark um, in New York City and beyond mm-hmm. doing things that they love. Uh, the branding of your entire being, both of you. This is awesome. It's taken, and you know what's crazy? It's taken over. It's, it's <laughs> taken over, but it's also taken us, like, we graduated on May 21st of 2017 and it took us until august so 24th. you just graduated. yeah like last oh my year. gosh so young and so like everybody says that so <laughs> no but honestly like so young and so like sure of like what you are doing and what you want like that's We're really awesome yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. 22 23 yeah it took us between may and august of last year to like actually like figure out what the show would even feel like mm-hmm. you know? right it's in constant flux that's the, the it feels like a good and a bad thing at the Mm -hmm. same time because they're like so what is us what is ours Mm -hmm, you know and mm -hmm. so when when we started out we're like oh this is definitely us but then we're like you know what we're changing as well so we want to evolve with our show Mm -hmm. um so it has been you know constant change and right now we're focused on like you said the branding like thinking about Mm -hmm. how we want um others to perceive us specifically on a visual 
um, on a visual a- aspect first because that's usually how people catch on to you. They mm-hmm. see, you know, the images on social media. They see, mm-hmm. um, you know, your individual personal profile. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they hear your voice. Yes. So um, trying to get all of that packaged correctly. And, of course, trying to collect the coins. Yes, so, coins. Period. So we've collected. Period. We've collected some pennies, you know. <laughs> shout out. You know, our school actually hired us back to do, like, this diversity and inclusion showcase. So we were the oh, host look at of that. that. And it was the first ever. So, like, we didn't even have a diversity and inclusion welcome showcase mm-hmm. when we were. And I could imagine, like, if we were sitting there watching ourselves, we would have been like, oh, those girls were I mad cool. just they like them. And then at the end, like, we were like, oh, follow us on the takeover. And like the thing that almost made me cry on stage was like literally just How seeing like. How many people follow? After, He's like, oh my God, they're following us. Like literally like, cause like you didn't, we didn't really know like how well we did. But like for you to then sit there for like an hour and a half, two hours and listen to us like talk about our lives, introduce the next act and like be real mm-hmm. about our experience and then see that like. That gratification. Nearly like 200 people. people in the yeah. audience just was like okay yeah i'm gonna follow them those mm-hmm. girls and they're actually liking our content and stuff mm-hmm. like that so we're, we're we want to collect more coins so anybody Yay, in new york city that wants some popping hosts and their names you know go together and it sounds all cute <laughs> we are here shout outs to us um, i was here contact us at the takeover cc at gmail.com thank you <laughs> so what did you guys realize that you were like a perfect match to work together <laughs> i think it was when other people told us you know what? I okay. I don't no, think no, no. we really believed in think, each other. I don't like no, that. That's a lie. I personally. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we we I noticed similarities with us. Um, one because we were in a lot of classes together and we did not register together. We would never mm. like, like I we don't hate, sit with each other and right. like talk about class. I like, legitimately that's hate like following people's like patterns and it's just like are you in the same class i used to hate that too in college yeah, I just like i don't want to hear about your grades i don't want to hear about i actually none of don't want to sit next to you in every class and i actually don't want to see right. you or hear you other right. than when we're at lunch so <laughs> i don't even want to hear you at lunch right. so i don't want you in class especially <laughs> academics has always been a personal experience for me but then christine showed up at all my classes so it's like we just naturally became friends mm-hmm. because we were beyond like lunch and activities. Mm-hmm. We were always in the same class, mm-hmm. like actually intellectually engaging with other people. And we was people. at the parties too, intellectually. Now the parties that ass. now, we were the, <laughs> we were like the dynamic duo. So it was like face down ass. <laughs> yeah. Every no, but we was literally having fun around the five college consortium. Um, so five college consortium is like Smith college, Amherst, UMass Amherst, mm-hmm. um, Amherst college, Hampshire, um, Hampshire and, and Mount Holyoke. Mount Holyoke. Wow, shout outs to the most. Yeah. Mount um, is on, so on we, yeah. So it was like, we was attended all the parties together and then we started hosting our own parties for different orgs on campus mm-hmm. outside right. of the takeover. So like Kristen was on the African and Caribbean students union board. I was on BSU board. So like we were meeting people from not only the five colleges, but like the community colleges would always come to our parties because we had the funds to throw parties. Mm-hmm. So they would come to our stuff. So like we were just always together. I think when I think, Okay, so I knew we, we were we were really to be together when it didn't have anything to do with school, when it didn't have anything to do with, like, life on campus. Mm-hmm. And we was actually, like, delving into, like, our real life shit because mm-hmm. we come from two very different family dynamics. So, like, I'm an only child to a single mother. My, ex- my immediate family, I'm not close with them at all. Like, mm-hmm. my mom's actual family, like, blood, I'm not close with them at all. And my extended family, that's my church family and, like, the people from my neighborhood that mm-hmm. my mom raised me around, I'm more closer to them. But they're older in age because my mom is older in life. So it's, mm-hmm. like, that weird thing of, like, 
my mom was very sheltering to me. Like I didn't really go over to kids' houses. I didn't really know the people in my my um, initial neighborhood where I grew up. I grew up by like this really bad high school where like police was outside every single day. Like Christine was inside the house. Like I wasn't mm-hmm. chilling on the street. Um, so my my childhood experience was like when you make your friends, you make your friends in school and you love them. You love them. You love them. But then mm-hmm. when I was in high school, I was bullied by girls that i went to high school with from my program and then i never i had this whole mistrust against other black women Mm -hmm. going into college because i was like i'm not gonna bangs with none of y'all and i'm gonna judge everyone because i got judged Mm -hmm. you know and so like my college going into college i was like (laughs) yeah yeah when i was in like when i was in my first year i was just like i'm not banging with none of y'all Kristen, Kristen's okay so we're gonna be together Mm -hmm. um Kristen comes from a very different background, so yeah, yeah. I I think that's a that's a difference. I think our personal lives, like the things that we did not get to choose, were very drastically different mm-hmm. versus the thing that we chose. Mm-hmm. Like in college, were very similar. Mm-hmm. So me, um, I actually have six siblings. Um, they range from I believe two years old to twenty five. Um, wow. Yeah, the, my my brother that I was telling you about that just told me my face was spotty. <laughs> He's five years old. Um, <laughs> um, spotty as in I have acne. Like wow, disrespectful. It's not <laughs> even bad. It like that's I was like dang like dang you made me self conscious and it was it was so funny though because I'm like. A kid, only a kid will tell you your face is spotty. That's like, oh my God, when I was a camp counselor, Mm because my town is very white. Mm. And you know, kids just don't care. And they're just like, why is your skin dirty and i'm Ooh. like no that's disrespectful uh, that sounds like a harper i'm like i'm telling your mother <laughs> yeah um so yeah like mad siblings very close to all of them um my parents are young in comparison to i guess like most parents they had me when they my mom was like 21 when she had me mm. um my dad was like 23 i think um and I had like moved all up and down the East Coast. So my dad was in the military. Um, and we settled in Brooklyn at some point in time. And my parents, you know, they separated, whatever. Um, so it's been like, I don't know. And then I I mean, I grew up in we grew up in similar neighborhoods. So it was mm-hmm. like my mother was not allowing me to be outside on a regular basis unless she was there. She knew what was happening. Like to this day, like the only reason why I ever saw Eastern Parkway during Labor Day was because my dad's family lived very close to the parkway, so mm-hmm. everybody would be out there. Mm-hmm. But my mom was like, absolutely not. This mm-hmm. is not happening. Um, So she's very overprotective when it comes to that. And I think most of, like, thank God for school, because that's like most of my exploration has happened through that. But yeah, very, like, I think we mm-hmm. have very similar um experiences when it comes to, like I said, like the things that we've chosen and then yeah. academics and then very different when it comes to yeah. personal yeah, and I think what we value in terms of like our values align. Mm-hmm. So like, why why go to college? Why go to Amherst College? Mm-hmm. Like they had good coin, so I'm going to go there. Same. Um, <laughs> and then actually realizing like why college? Like for us, Amherst College worked because it was a small space that really let us feel like we were valued. Like mm-hmm. because prior to that, like at least I don't know for anyone else who's listening, but like New York City Public School is like it is a crash course in understanding like that the world does not love you and like you can feel so smart in your classes and you can feel but you may not feel validated all the time because uh, other kids around you are not being validated Mm -hmm. because they're being left behind and then to go to a school where like 
every single one of your professors want you to like genuinely succeed like they they don't care they actually they care about the work yes they want their work on time mm-hmm. um but they actually care more about you and i think because we valued that space so much and what we learned from these literal sages like vessels of like these people are so smart um and then having them tell you oh you're smart too mm-hmm. like definitely added to the experience college was so much fun and then we care about our coin like we was finessing the school out of coin mm-hmm. everywhere we could like and you we, did a good job of it clearly yeah Gosh, like that's money. when i even if i could calculate how much money amherst college has gave provided me, me literally gave me outside of my tuition academics and social life what <laughs> i was paid my account was looking really nice when i was in college i'm broke now so <laughs> yes so you both are obviously very open with your personal lives. Have there ever been any topics on the show that you've discussed that were a little bit more difficult to talk about? Uh, I think I we talked about got- domestic mm-hmm. violence once. Oh, we did. We had to like, um, it was like in a response to like a, a close friend of mine who like had gone through something. Right. Um. So trying to be as respectful, knowing that that friend could possibly be listening. Mm-hmm. Um. And friends of friends were could possibly be listening and having known people who have gone through things, you know. Yeah, that's that's how exactly how I felt. I feel like it's a disclosure thing because that experience is very personal, but at the same time, you want it to publicize like that. It's important to communicate with people. That is important for people not to put their hands on you and all of the stuff that goes around it. Um, but having had experiences like with people in my life that have gone through it i didn't i, I didn't want to like expose them you mm-hmm. know in a way so um it's like you want to drive a point home but you can't use names mm-hmm. or details mm-hmm. and so that's hard to i feel like as a listener i always like to hear examples like mm-hmm. i'm i'm big on storytelling i want to hear i feel like more than you telling me mm-hmm. this is the what you learned from it i mm-hmm. i kind of need to see i need to visualize what mm-hmm. what that what that um learning curve was like for mm-hmm. you so i felt like oh, i don't know if our listeners are going to actually like uh, like resonate get it. it how do you resonate when it's only like a when you're speaking yeah. so vaguely? Yeah. so we ended up doing it as like a in the context of fabulous and emily mm-hmm. and then like me trying to as best as i could like describe the incident that my friend had recently gone through that she was retelling to me and telling me like, oh, she was happy that I wasn't there because if I was there, I probably would have gotten into an altercation with the person who was trying to get into an altercation for mm-hmm. her because Christine it was fight men. It was I do, and it was it's something that I need to figure out for myself actually. Um, but like, why do I do it? Mm-hmm. You know, as opposed to like, why do I just you know not? Why am I a direct person as opposed to a delegator mm-hmm. or? Um, but I feel like no, I think. I'm sure as okay so because I'm actually one of the, I'm actually one of the nicest people, right? Like, yeah. I think that I could be a really nice person. Like, I'm very generous. I'm very giving, but like, I turn up on guys specifically. Like, I go hard on guys. I think that, okay. To I want to like, turn wanna this my into hands. like a therapeutic <laughs> uh, therapy. You know, like I do. I've been there when yeah. I've seen her like escalate on several times men mm. but i also feel like men i think it's a response to like what men have done like men usually feel um some Obligated. type of entitled. Yeah, yes, entitlement yes. to women and their opinion women's and their opinions bodies. and women's bodies and christine is like but i'm not completely having against it it's like so do you want to fight <laughs> yeah so, it's like, like <laughs> since you're not listening to me since you're not listening to my friends since you're not listening to this girl that i just met on the street so let's, so you're not, let's, so let's throw the hands like 
it's really simple because then if I know that you're going to throw hands with me, then I know that you don't respect you don't women even, and you don't have. But you also don't respect yourself. And I want mm-hmm. you to see that, you know? Mm-hmm. And if it takes, like, and I'm not saying, oh, it has to take from my black eye for this guy to realize something about himself. But I also want it to be, like, understanding that, like, w- we're equals. No one has hit her, though. No one has. She squared up to a lot of niggas, but none of them has hit her. <laughs> no, so. no one has hit me. Good. And, yeah. And now that I'm back in New York, like, I'm very mindful of, like, that because I think it's a whole different thing. I don't yeah, think, oh, yeah. I was beating my chest because I was in Western Massachusetts where nobody's going to get crunk with me because there was dudes no, that I was yeah, like in people, my face. The people, mm. yeah, the, they from New York. Yeah, though. yeah. Most of them, but I them. think, I think in New York, maybe it's also just because I'm not out OD. Like this place is very expensive. New York City is mm. very expensive. My coin don't move, stretch far. Um, mm. I don't think I put myself in those, I'm not in those places as often as when I was up there. So I think that's one thing that we've talked about that's been very... I think another thing that we've done is our last episode of season two. We talked about, like, our leveling up and, like, our, like... Growth. Growth. And, like, I think that was... At least for me, it felt, like, a little bit weird because I'm like, how can I talk about my good, my bad, and my ugly to Mm -hmm. myself and be able to share that with my listeners? Because I'm sure they see my flaws and they hear my flaws all the time. But, like, me actually sitting down with my flaws mm-hmm. you know and verbalizing them and talking yeah and about, then like, hearing Kristen talk about her flaws too mm-hmm. like being comfortable to do that you know what are some of your flaws oh now you want us to do that i just told you that was uncomfortable <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> just never mind that <laughs> no, 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 no yeah i think what, what, what i don't even remember what i said specifically but i can tell you one of my flaws now it was like i i'm not um, you want to do all the things you were saying you want to do all the things but you don't you, you don't always give yourself a deadline and then you end up overworking yourself. oh that yeah it was literally like a, a assessment wow actually I think that I, it was I was gonna give you some iteration mm-hmm. of that for today but um so I maybe I still need to work on myself but <laughs> um, um is that I, I feel like I'm not that 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 okay I used Beyonce and said I was here and I feel like a lot of that is I feel I feel like a lot of work has been put into like getting there, whatever there looks like. Mm-hmm. And since I'm not there yet, and I know I'm not there yet because I don't know what success. I know I, I've been successful, but I know that it's not the end of my success. You're not, mm-hmm. you're not at your pinnacle, or peak. I'm not at my pinnacle, and so I feel like I have so far to go that every single opportunity that presents itself in front of me, I take have it. Have to do and. And I can I can turn uh, like a challenge, every single challenge into an opportunity. And mm-hmm. that's not always a good thing because I think burnout is a very like mm-hmm. real thing. And I think I need to adjust myself. Like think about how I can like set the deadline, set expectations from the door and then be like, okay, this is what I will do and this is what I cannot do. Not that mm-hmm. I won't do it because there'll probably be another time where it will come, but I cannot do it. So I think I need to learn how to like not spread myself too, too thin. thin. Um, just because I'm trying to like cease all the opportunities mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. for like, me mm-hmm. flaw um, I think I wanna I think it's similar to this but it's like I wanna say all the things like I wanna be able to like and I think that somebody was telling me yesterday she's like oh like I just one of my coworkers actually awkward like she caught me off guard she's like I think that you're like a hopeless romantic for everything and I was like for everything? yeah mm. 
Mm. She's like, even for like your work, like you're a hopeless romantic, like you just want everything to turn out right. Perfect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, she she was like, she's like, on your core, on your outside, like I was like, girl, you are reading me and I don't like to be read. Mm-hmm. I like to read others. And she was reading my book to me. Like she was like, yeah, she was like, you know, your exterior is definitely hard because of course you're from New York, like you're from Brooklyn, like you, you, you have it in you, but like in your, in your inside, like you actually just really want everything to go right but in reality like i have to understand that everything cannot go right and Mm -hmm. like that's okay so like um in that same perfectionist realm is like for for my students i want all of them to do well but then i'm learning like all my students are different that's why they go to different schools that's why they have different experiences they all come from different families when it comes to like even like relationships and friendships like every single one is different so i have to be able to approach each one differently Mm um with my family with my mother like approaching each person differently um and understanding that like it is i can be a hopeless romantic for everything but everything is going to be imperfect and that's fine Mm -hmm. so i think that that's my flaw like being able to conceptualize that but then also act on that like given that this is this way don't be mad when this person doesn't do things. Don't always try to throw the hands i think that is exactly my issue as well like i have it's a lot of a couple of things with that though, because like I'm also really impatient. So if things don't go right when they should be going mm-hmm. right, mm-hmm. I'm like, when you what want is them going? To go when right. I want them to go right, I'm like, what is going on? Mm-hmm. But it is like, like you said, like um, if someone doesn't do something the way I would like it done, I'm like, what is going on? Yeah, yeah. It's like impatience and then a little bit of a hot temper. Mm. <laughs> from you yeah you seem so nice it's like it's it's not even like i get like mad i get like i have like an attitude and then i just mm. like close off mm. and then i'm just like mm, Side i'm just eye. gonna not speak to you guys Side eye sorceress mm-hmm. that's my lovey ajayi she's also a, do you know lovey do you know about lovey i have interviewed lovey once uh, before yes you got a coins she was yes. really really cool yeah she's the official source side eye sorceress she's hysterical yes Last question. Yes. Where do you guys see yourself, um, yourselves um, for the show <laughs> and then individually in in the future? I like nah, that. I don't, the future. Nah, I like that. Because I, I The can't, future's tomorrow? The, I'm crying. <laughs> the future but then you can determine whatever you want. As exactly. It want, as That's you, as you I like want it. it to be. All right. You want, I could go first. Mm-hmm. Okay, so tomorrow I see myself getting to my school on time. Hi. I see myself nice. getting eating some good food, <laughs> mm. um, and I see myself making sure that there's some social media up for the takeover. At Praise least something, Jesus, something, just yes. one, something. Um, okay, in in reality, um, you know, you know, I think a lot of people have said like, oh, they see me doing like boss shit. And like media mogul, entertainment mogul, like something within that realm. And I'm like, oh, so then why would, and I believe in God. So I'm like, so why is God still having me work at this education nonprofit this whole time? Like, why am I, what, and I'm like this whole time and I'm like, girl, you in your second year. I told you why. You see how she just be sounding like she know? I told her why. Because think about it. If you have if you have to work with kids, right? Mm-hmm. And you have to work with not only... Because kids don't just come with themselves. They come with packages. Kids mm-hmm. come with their parents. They come mm-hmm. with their schools. They come with the actual developmental challenges. Mm-hmm. Like the fact that you have to manage multiple children. Yeah, I feel like that that is literally... That's management. That is... Yeah. That's relationship building. That is like yeah. the crux of businesses. Is yeah. that you want to make sure that you... 
um, and they're going to be the future consumers. Exactly. You want to know who? That's ex- remember I told you that I was mm-hmm. like these yes, are the people. You, yes. They're the creators. You know, like the youth are the creatives of our generation. Like we always, we look to them. Mm-hmm. They are like the ones that do not care. Th- that's why my face was spotty to my brother because <laughs> I'm not, because there's no filter there. And I mm-hmm. feel like when you, when you get unfiltered people, when you get unfiltered problems, when you get unfiltered families, I think that it teaches you a different level of, mm-hmm. um, like career readiness. Mm-hmm. Like it's different. Like, cause mm-hmm. when you get into businesses and everybody wants to, like, if it's a huge business, there's like 17 different layers and mm-hmm. everyone wants to be cookie cutter, perfect images of whatever. Like, mm-hmm. no kids don't come with that. Mm-hmm. And I think that is like, it gives you a great experience to like mm-hmm. deal with those type of, um, scenarios, scenarios, especially as someone who can potentially manage multiple people. people. Yeah. So, so yeah. So I think my future consists of like, getting into the media space and like actually like working in it but obviously like because i i'm naturally drawn to children my mom is a teacher and like i've just always been a mentor like an active mentor Mm -hmm. like i fall into it everywhere i go like i'm always talking to a little kid or talking to somebody or wanting to help somebody um so definitely like media and then having an arm of it like enforce like some sort of like arts education or media Mm -hmm. education situation because i think that oftentimes especially like in our communities arts education and media education is the first thing pulled from funds Mm -hmm. and trying to understand that it's not secondary but actually complementary and if not primary to the experience of our children um so that's my future and then uh the podcast like i'm saying once again if anybody would like to hire us like host (laughs) things like shows like i could see us like really having something where the takeover becomes like an LLC and like becomes like a hub of, Mm -hmm. you know, understanding the movers, the shakers, the go-getters, the takers and creating a space for, for them. Mm -hmm. And whatever, whether it be a physical space, whether it be like a digital space, a space that people constantly come to, you know, Mm -hmm. and have things like this occur. I like, um, yeah. So that'll be the takeover. Married and like four kids, maybe Four. four, Damn, y'all both said it like that. Like, if I could pop them out, then I'm going to pop them out. Like, that's what Cardi said. My Why dream that? is... Like, that but then I heard about the breaking of the vagina, and I'm like... You have to sew it back together, girl. Yeah, there's I don't know three, about that. There's three levels of tearing. Yeah. You can tear right to the butthole. Yeah, bro. Um, I don't know if my mom experienced that. My mom birthed five kids, so I don't know about no vagina. Well, you need to ask her. I'm about to ask her. Yeah. She re- there's, like, levels of tearing. Vaginal tearing, yeah. But also, yeah, did don't have... Did she have C-section? My mother did not have no C-section. My mother is a like <laughs> now, I'm one of y'all motherfuckers tearing strong. her vagina. So we had. I to, was I a know. little, little, little baby. So I don't. Nah, think my I did shit that. was. I was I big as fuck. My mom said I came out nice and smooth, easy. Like one, two, three, we out. I think. I, I think my dad recently told me my mom was in labor with me for like three days. Yikes! Because I was just like she was a little lady, and I'm very little. But I assume like. Having your first child is very difficult. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So she's probably like, I can't do this. It's the first time this. your body don't know what the fuck is yeah, doing. Yeah, just like, it's supposed to go through there. <laughs> no. But no, yeah. my dream is, well, a psychic once told me I was having twins. You went to a psychic? Oh my I'm God, afraid yes. That's what I want. Congratulations <laughs> for the future. Yeah, I'm just like, oh, I pray. Because if, it, if it's like, oh, if it's a boy and a girl, mm-hmm. one, and, one and done. Two for the price of one. Husband getting snipped or whoever. <laughs> Like, that's right take it out and then that's it that's the dream I'm here with you girl that's the listen, dream listen I take the three I could probably take two I think two, three is my maximum but, but I'm really I'm really just four like, is like two like, is like but what if I get two of them at the same time then I have to 
if it's a boy and a girl like that is it i think the max would be three like if i have two girls i'll try for a boy if i have two boys i'll try for a girl i'm not trying i would prefer twins to not have daughters i honestly don't want daughters why they're gonna be just like me (laughs) (laughs) i don't want to deal with that (laughs) interesting another little boys are so much more fun to like fool around like not and obviously but like they're like you can joke around with little kids like when i was a camp counselor i was a boy counselor for i think two years Mm -hmm. and they were so much more fun and they like they solve their problems so much faster like when i had the girls they're like when they got into fights they would be angry at each other for all week yeah and it's like when the boys would get in a fight they would push each other i'm like hey stop all right enough say you're sorry and then they're like okay you want to play soccer and that was it and i'm like this is the best i I feel like that's socialization i I feel like we socialize girls but like at what point though because they're watching all this television that'd be like oh we're the mean girls we're the cliques and they were always cliques like in the boy group they would all play together at one point and even if the one kid didn't like the other kid and they were on the same field trip together they were friends on that trip what age were were you um i started uh the girls the first group of girls i had were in i think first and second grade which i was like see that's young to be doing that yeah but clicks but Mm. think about it with the barbies like my barbie's cuter than yours Mm -hmm. no my barbie's cuter than yours and then the boys that i had were the boys they playing with cars how can a car be cuter than another one like (laughs) my nigga we we playing hot wheels or what like yeah there was like third (laughs) there were uh fourth grade boys going to the fifth and then there was the same group fifth going to sixth but that's when they got like that's when the boys get tested i'm cool and i'm like you're not but then my last year i had i was not supposed to be a camp counselor that year i was trying to get an internship and it didn't happen so i had like no choice but to go back to the camp (laughs) and these girls were 11 12 and 13 oh no i wanted to kill myself those are my children right now and yikes they were vicious they were vicious to me they were vicious to each other they have no cool oh my one of them called me a bitch because i told her to put her cell phone away (laughs) Yeah, They're seniors know. in high school I'm now, sure. and I'm like, mm. that don't get no better. <laughs> God bless them. <laughs> Terrible um, children. Yeah. But yeah, how do you think you're? How um, you hope your life? Wow, goes? there's like, <laughs> what's your tomorrow like, looking like? I feel like we got a whole like landscape going. Okay, so tomorrow, um, I have a presentation for work, so we got to get that together. Um, Good luck. I, I pray that all goes well. Um, and for the takeover, um, we'll take over stuff. Well, like near future is getting all of the social media stuff taken care of because, mm-hmm. um, again, overwhelming, exhausting week and it's only what, Tuesday. So yeah, she thought yesterday was Tuesday. I was like, no sis. Yeah. It's been long. It's been long. Yeah. Um, and then for the takeover, I see takeover enterprises. I see, um, like Christine said, the movers and the shakers, the young people that are willing to like do good things. I mm-hmm. want them to be under our tutelage. I want to advocate on their behalf. Um, I feel like we, um, as as speakers, we're there, you know. Mm-hmm. But I also feel like we have a um, a good hand in like the organizational type of pruning. Um, for me, if we talk about kids, I want a max of. <laughs> Two. She want a max of zero. I want a max. That's of, her real max. Two is a two is a max. If I <laughs> if I like everything has to be right. So I don't I don't see that's that's the problem because everything is usually not right. But I want mm-hmm. everything to be right. Like my kids can't come into this world when like they're at least they're. I'm they're not home. having no 
kids in the Trump era. That's a fact. Absolutely. Well, I mean, we not. don't know what comes Let's, after the Trump era, too. That's another thing. It could be Ivanka Trump. Right. Yes. So yeah, I'm as long as everything at home is Gucci, then we can have kids. But I'm thinking like two, <laughs> um, three max. Max, 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 max. Like accident, max. One of my friends was like, "I want four kids," but then she's like, "I'm gonna get a surrogate." I'm like, "You got surrogate Yo, money?" Surrogate is smart. It is, but it's like, I don't know, maybe. Let's see what it's like to just like see what that ha- like see how that feels, and then if I don't like it, then I'll get. A it's like nine Sorry. months of being like, eh, yeah, I'm not doing this again. Mm. Not next time. Terrible. Yikes. But what about personal um, career oh, personal endeavors? Career. Um, I'm, <laughs> Where you see yourself. You know, it's, it's very complicated for me. Um, I, I really I really am invested in philanthropy. She's going to write a book. <laughs> Did you start this book yet? Um, um, she likes I've to been write. Told, I've been told that I'm going to write a book. So, she likes yeah. to write. Um, we'll see how that works out in the future. Um, I do like to write and I love to read. Um, but yeah, I'm invested. I'm really invested in philanthropy. I think there's a lot of things going awry in our communities. Mm-hmm. And I feel like there hasn't been a specific like direct investment in our communities that has been um, lucrative and extremely transformative. And I feel like there is a way to make that happen. I think that with as many business owners, specifically black business owners, entrepreneurs, um, creatives, people at high levels, I feel like there's a way to tap into philanthropy, um, specifically through entertainment. And I feel like Mm -hmm. that might be the avenue I want to wriggle my way in. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know how to mix my key interests. Combine the interests. Yeah. When you figure it out, though, I feel like it's going to be really Corporate cool. social responsibility. Mm. But that's, yeah. But that's, yeah, but like through your own ways. But right. like, I feel like yeah. that's a way to learn it. Yeah. Yeah. I like talking to you guys. You're cool, too. Oh, stop it. <laughs> you can talk whenever you want. Yeah, we're going we to have a conversation after this conversation. I'm <laughs> down with it. Because I'm so, trying to understand <laughs> where I, how I could. How you could fit in. I'm trying to fit in with where... Where you at? Okay. Well, the third segment. Sexman. <laughs> wow. Segment. I almost said section and segment, so it was sexman. That's sexman. cute. Mm-hmm. Segment of the show is called Unpopular Opinions. So you give a hot take, basically, and uh-huh. then, uh, that's the discussion. We just okay. talk about it. You guys have any hot takes? Unpopular opinions? Unpopular opinions. I need a topic. What, what, what it could be about anything, anything in the world. Mm-hmm. Yo, so I, I'm reading this book, and it's called Killing the Black Body. And no, it's <laughs> not, not another book about you know the criminal justice system or police brutality, but it is adjacent to it. Mm-hmm. It's basically talking about the black woman's body and basically how all like the reproductive justice. And you know, we was here talking earlier about before we started recording about like you know how everybody want to just have control over the black woman's body and these birth controls and, you know, sterilizations and stuff like that. And I just feel like it's annoying and it's really sad. And it's just like, I guess my unpopular, my unpopular opinion is like, let's just stop. Like, I don't like, it's, it's hard because like, I don't, I don't necessarily understand. Like I'm not a doctor. I'm not in medicine, but between medicine, pharmaceuticals, and then this capitalist this, like system that we live in, I'm just like, so does anyone care about my body and how it works mm-hmm. and how it functions, you know? Yeah, that's how I'm feeling today. Bodies. Bodies. So what is the the one thing in that book so far mm-hmm. that you're like, wow, this is what I just can't, I can't do it? 
the dark side of birth control, given the fact that I'm someone who uses it. And I'm just like, what do yeah, I do with this what information? Do I do with that? Or even like the idea of like this myth thing, like they have this whole thing about the myths and like the welfare debate and the welfare queens mm-hmm. and thinking about like, oh, marriage can end children's poverty. Like that was a myth that people thought that like, oh, oh well, marriage will, marriage will solve the problem. Like, and people really thought that like, oh, all these black women are not getting married and that's why their kids is poor. Like, mm. no, my nigga. Um, is that Moynihan? Did, did, does she mention Moynihan report? I have, I have no idea. Okay, well, I'm let me know if she yet, does. I will let you know. But even that stuff is like, it really, like, I guess an unpopular opinion for me, I guess in a general sense is like, so these books are being read in like colleges, right? Mm-hmm. And like it's interesting because the girl that was sitting next to me today that saw the book, she was mad rude on a train today because she tried to go for one seat and then she pushed me to push me over so that she could get a seat. And I looked at her and I was like, and she's a black girl too. So I looked at her and I was like, we're supposed to be in this together. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'm about to sit down, but like you could get the seat next to me. And then she realized like, that I was, like, I could talk up to her, like, because she saw me reading the book, so I guess she assumed that, like, she could just, like, talk down to me that I'm some, like, little prissy little girl. And then I'm sitting there to her, and, like, she's playing, like, some game on her phone, and then I'm reading this book, and I'm looking at her, I'm like, yo, I wonder, like, how much of this book could possibly be, like, well, how could I, like, impart some of this knowledge to her, mm-hmm. you know? Or, like, even understanding, like, access and, like, how... I guess like I really feel like college or like literacy in general like those type of things are honestly pulled from our people and then we don't we're 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 the living experience of this stuff and we don't even know what's going on Mm -hmm. that stuff sucks I believe it and I agree and then like what's the access like what's the what's the or what's the common denominator like do you go to college and learn about this shit and then don't come back to your community and fix it like do the transformative shit or do you stay in your community and try to like work through it but then you never get to a place where you can truly like help your community because you're stuck in your community bitch Mm. no no that's me in academia because i feel like yeah i went to a conference this past weekend Mm -hmm. um i know we were supposed to be giving hot takes on our popular opinions but i went to a conference this weekend and um it was like a whole bunch of black academics and I was just so proud and I was just so blown away by the level of intelligence. But I was also a bit upset about the they was removed the after, departure right? from communities. Like you have to go back to do research. You have to go back to like work with the people that are your subjects, but they're just that. They're your they're they're your subjects, they're not your neighbors, you mm-hmm. know? Like they're your subjects, they're not your family. So it's it's really a weird thing for me. And I battle, trust me, I have a lot of problems with corporate America. I have a lot of problems with work, um, you know, working um for other people, not not for any like particular like reason on bar- on on behalf of my actual organization, but just in general, like the disconnect between these two communities, like mm-hmm. communities of wealth and whiteness and communities of poverty and blackness not saying that poverty is always tied to blackness but those specific those are the realms that i i jump between in my personal life um and just to see that like the the access to the knowledge is not there Mm -hmm. um it 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 literally is heartbreaking so for me it's like how do you how do you be a bridge Mm -hmm. my unpopular opinion kevin hart is not funny (laughs) okay well, I, I agree. I agree as well. I okay, think so that's not popular. No, like I, a lot of people do think he's funny, and I think he fell off after the second stand-up that he did. That was uh, what was it? I'm grown little man. 
Is that the one we talked about his kid being um with his slow dumb and- neck? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And the ostrich. Yeah. Mm. I think that was his last funny. That's the last time he made me laugh. He has not mm. made me laugh. I think that he makes himself a mockery and it really annoys me. I'm glad someone else thinks that. It's like, um, I think it was a couple weeks ago in the office, I was talking about how Kevin Hart sold out. And they're like, did he sell out or is he securing the bag? And I'm like, but always he's securing, securing the, the bag, is, but he's is, also sold right. out. Securing the bag has, they're not mutually requires, exclusive. Requ- I think it's like a step. It's like a natural step that you take, quote unquote, selling out because in order to, where's most of the money? Not with the black people. Yeah, although have like black people have the that, trillion um, like power, like they have the buying power, power, but they the wealth is not there. Wealth mm-hmm. is not there, so so Listen, we you, yeah. we spend our money, mm-hmm. but we and we do not invest it. We do not save mm-hmm. it. We do not do like mm-hmm. big yeah. things with it. Mm-hmm. Like when did you, when did I? I'm trying to think when he like sold out. Well, he has this. Oh, he is like he's like a host on some new game show or something mm-hmm. on CBS, mm-hmm. and I saw that, and I that's what prompted the response. I was like, Kevin Hart sold out, and they're like. No, he's securing the bag, and I'm like, no, mm-hmm. he sold out. Mm-hmm. Shout out to him. Like, good for him getting that bag. money. Yeah, mm-hmm. I guess, but like, he also puts a lot of people on. I, that I can't, yeah. you know, I can't but like disregard that. But the way that he says things until you exact, pass me a bag, exact same cadence mm-hmm. that he says it every single time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So first off, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anybody got time? Sounds You're like not a little funny. kid. But I, why do people find him funny? I think it's his shortness and his voice. He's short. Uh, that caricature of squeaky. himself. Yeah, that's that. Okay, mine. Um, Fendi, you have another one. Yeah, Fendi is ugly. Like this Fendi whole the, this like, whole craze of like is, it, is that the F's. one with the bucket hats? Like they have ugly bucket hats with F's on them. Yeah, it's like F's. it's like the yeah. F upside, upside down. down. It's like the, the F, F up right side up and the and F upside got, down. Okay. Yeah. I think that this whole craze on Fendi, like everybody's been wearing it, like it's not cute. Like it's like Gucci have, back in the day when like Gucci, because Gucci had that same, hats. like it was a G all over. Mm-hmm. But I don't feel bad about. I feel like Gucci is appealing. Like I don't even like the Gucci G's. I like the red and the green. I think that that's yes. dope. That's different. Those yeah. are colors. I like that. But the G's used to be popping back yeah. in the day, all over the back. I like Burberry. Somebody told me. Somebody said Burberry, <laughs> to, and I heard it. It's not Burberry. It's Burberry. 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 That is. Oh. I've been saying it wrong my entire life. Um, I like Burberry. Um, and you know, I hate Coach. Coach is disgusting. <laughs> but going back to Fendi, all these people wearing Fendi. Oh, Fendi this, Fendi that, and now Fendi had a Fendi just did a collab with Fila. So you know how everybody's mm-hmm. bringing back the Fila. That's what. It's so there's so a Fendi guys, Fila get, collab now. People used to pick on me and like elementary school about your for Fila's, right? Fila your Fila's and trash. Champion. And now everybody's wearing it. Look at that. And Champion is now dumb expensive when Champion used exactly. to be $20. I used to Yo, used to get, get them out of Walmart, bro. Now they're selling them in Urban Outfitters for like $80. Mm-hmm. I saw a crop top. Fila shirt for $40. Yeah. And I'm like, Dub that. remember when I wore Fila and everyone picked on me? Dub I that. do. So I think that Fendi is disgusting. Like, I feel like certain people have put together nice Fendi outfits. Like, I recently saw Karen Civil in one. I was like, this is decent. But, like, when I saw Nikki wearing it, I was like, ugh. <laughs> Cardi wore some. I was like, ugh. I was like, none of these it's people designer. is designer. That's really it's why dis- it's name. It's it's designer it, and it's mm-hmm. disgusting. And like, yeah. And it's sad because I like a bag. Mm. And I, I like a bag, like this type of bag, mm-hmm. like a bag to put my stuff in. I also like a bag, like I like Birkin and like mm-hmm. coins. Um, but I don't like to spend my coin on ugly shit. And I think that Fenty, Fen, Fendi is Fendi ugly. is ugly. 
Fenty is Fenty lit. is le- like, oh, I just bought the gloss bomb. I, I had to buy it. I'm like, why don't I have yeah. this yet? So but, I'm like, let me just yeah. purchase that. Another unpopular opinion, really cool. <laughs> um, Fenty Beauty is all right. I don't think it's that amazing. It's not revolutionary. I think it's just the name attached to it. And I think now Do it's think actually slowing shades, down though? because there's, I think the shades are bomb, but I feel like now she's just putting out so much stuff and it's, it's becoming overwhelming to me. Like Why a, do we need a silver gloss bomb? Hey, hey, hey. Okay, so I'm about to put on my CSR hat. That was specifically for the Diamond Ball and the Clarion Now Foundation, okay. which was in support of, you know, um, disaster relief and education abroad. So, you know, trying to educate our little okay. girls. I so it she need that. But the rest of it... Are like, you talking about the diamond gloss bomb? Like the diamond, like it's like the silver, white pearl yeah. lipstick? Like that's not silvery. for the Caroline, no. Oh, the, that wasn't. This, this, okay. this, this, that was the, the highlighter. Thing. Yeah, okay. the highlighter. Oh. Well, that's too much still, too, though. But, <laughs> that. So, that and I think. I love like, you, Riri, though. I love you. If you want to send me some Fenty product, I will try it out on the Takeover show. Once again, the Takeover CC at gmail.com. <laughs> you can send it. The PR I kit. I think my, sec- my <laughs> second unpopular opinion, like ever here, was like that. Um, what was it? Kilowatt? oh that was gold highlighter i'm like that is far too much like it is just so unappealing i thought it was like for the people that go up for makeup i i personally i don't wear makeup on a regular basis i have to hire people to do my face but i think i think you can do fenty though i feel like that's for you could do fenty because that just be like flossing like the real artist with that you get the glow and it's just like gold and yes i want to see youtube tutorials i want to see runways i want to see all of that with fenty highlight i don't want to see people on the street with it though like you just walk around with gold on your face yeah it's too much it's not it's it's not a rose gold where like it could blend in with your hue of your skin Mm -hmm. it's a bad bitch yellow gold right it's a bad bitch gold like a gold it's a trinidad gold it's walking under it's a barbados gold it's that gold Okay, so my unpopular opinion, I feel like I'm oversaturated with Cardi B to the point where she's like on my nerves completely. We were just talking about I know, I know. She's just oversaturated. Like I need a break from her and you cannot take a break from someone who's never gone and she needs to be gone. But that's the new artist of today. And none of these niggas are ever gone. Unless your name is Beyonce, you're not gone. Even when she was pregnant. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The only time she should have possibly been gone was when she was pregnant. And then even that's when I muted her when when she was pregnant because every clip, well, hey guys, you know, it's me, I'm pregnant, but listen, I'm like, what? we don't need to know you're pregnant in every single video. The album came out while she was pregnant you know oh. what it is no yeah and, and her social media engagement drives money because we is. have to remember like that's how that's where she, she started she yeah. really got her kicks. she's not she's not i mean people listen to her music obviously but like her first check was probably an instagram it's check. the it's after to, the stripper check to think about mm-hmm. how your social media directly moves oh into like sales nah she's not taking a break and i don't think most people will and i think that they think if she slows down, the money will slow down. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. And I think she's fearful of that too. Mm-hmm. Because she's a hustler by design. Like, yeah, by, by design. design. Yep. Like, yep. she's never not hustled. She had to get it in Sue's. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Lord only knows. What happened in Sue's, you know? Mm-hmm. How, how she used to get down in Sue's. Um, <laughs> which apparently, I just listened to some, apparently that woman was lying, but apparently the girl that put her on at Sue's, like did this whole interview. It's you can find it on oh YouTube Lord, I, about how Cardi was trash and how Cardi was like actually like grime and disgusting mm-hmm. and like yeah, basically her, how she put her on. Yeah, like sad. Like, but you know what? You know what it is because I guess I'm because she already had the moment where like every 
magazine first picked her up and like told that story of the mm-hmm. the rags to riches mm-hmm. like she she can she can no longer drive on that because we already know that mm-hmm. now you're Amer- you're america's sweetheart already we that's done so now you need something new she had her baby you still haven't shown us shown you shown us the baby once you show us show us the baby that's gonna be another cardi b now you're gonna be taking pictures with the baby and then mm-hmm. you know she's not gonna stop because yeah it's not i just gonna. need a break like I follow her on everything, and I muted I her don't. on everything. I don't. I unfollowed like, I, her. I, I only follow her via the Takeover CC account. Like it's exhausting. It's really really tiring. <laughs> it's exhausting. Like I was talking uh, the other day. Uh, I was with my mom's friend, and they were talk. We were talking about how like Cardi B is just like too much, and my sister's like, I think it's just because like I don't, I don't use like social media like that. I don't follow celebrities. I'm not tired of her. I'm like. Yeah, but, like, she actually is everywhere, so it's hard to, like, miss her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, if you follow, I don't know if you follow, like, blogs and stuff, but Shade Room, they post her. Like, a lot of, you don't have to follow her to know to what know her what's moves going are. On. Yeah. Sis is number <gasps> one on the billboard, ain't she? Every Every room, yeah, Power right, still, with that trash song. Crying. <gasps> I need a girl like you, like you. Terrible. Yeah, yeah. That song is. Terrible. But you know what? But you know why it's number one? Because guess what? Cardi. Maroon Five is. But also, Maroon Five is white. Oh, them. Cardi B been is for the, the hood. Yeah. So, so put you them bring together. all the buying power. You got together. all the buying power so together. Bad. That's oh my god. Because like Maroon Five's first album, like was I love excellent them. songs about Jane. So everything I after that them. has just been garbage to oh, me. Dang. I'm just like, why are you not? Girls like you, like, go back. When did Songs About Jane come out? Like, 2007? Probably. Mm. Imagine that Maroon 5, like, looking back and being like, they're going to put out a song like that. (laughs) Like, Like that's how how they get on the charts. They, like, put Cardi on it. Cardi is, yeah, Cardi's on the charts. Everybody's for a check. That song is garbage. Like, no shade. Like, I do like Cardi B. I just need a break. Her new song that leaked today was cute. Yeah. I do like it, yeah, but it, it is, is the good. same flow that she always does. Da 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 Mm-hmm. And it's sad because, like, his song, her part is better than his. It is. It's very sad. That's a smart move, though. Mm-hmm. Party and Cardi. Because he wrote both of them. He wrote, so he wrote, who gives he wrote the whole thing. Who so. says it? And because people know Cardi more, I want to hear her ver- verse. First, And yeah. so, more money for us. Yeah. <sighs> but, yeah, that's how I feel about Cardi B. I just, just need a little bit of a break. Yeah, somebody, I mean, somebody said the same thing as you that we were talking to. He was like, yeah, you know, like, I, it, it's kind of sad. It's kind of saddening because we know that she's not writing it. And, like, that's part of, like, for singers, like, it's okay if you have songwriters because your it's more about your, your, voice. your talent mm-hmm. is your voice, like, your tone. Your vocals. Mm-hmm. The vocals, how you portray it. Like, whereas for rappers, rappers it's, it's, the it's, the, it's the pen. It's the pen. It's also delivery. Which I think she yeah. had a hard time with in the beginning. And anyway. she's and gotten a lot better. She, she's gotten a lot better. But now it's the same delivery yeah. every single time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she's literally riding off of the personality. He's like, but I still know every song, though. Mm-hmm. Facts. And you know, like, no disrespect to her. She, Everyone has intelligence in their own way. But some of those words, I know Cardi did not, obviously not right, because I know those words are not in her vocabulary. Damn. Yo, you know who said that? Kid Fury. <laughs> 
You he really said that. These are he was not. Like, you think she sit there with the Webster dictionary? She did, well, she doesn't write it, but I, I don't think so. Some of these words. No, but are I'm saying like after the fact, like you think she be sitting there with Webster dictionary? Like, mm-hmm. let me see what I just said. No. Done. I think she understands the words, just that she wouldn't use them. She wouldn't Context use clues. them. It's like it's like life. reading books versus speaking, like speaking how you write, for example. Facts. Like, and so, even some of the puns, I'm like. You know he didn't come up with okay. that. Damn. She said something about like she put cheese on her eggs. I think the puns are weak. That one's hilarious though. I put cheese on my like I need cheese for my eggs. Like she's talking about like I need money for culture because culture is her egg in the new song. That's cute. <laughs> no. She said you didn't take no, it. That my, didn't hit. My favorite. Uh. No, I, I think I bought this up a couple episodes ago. But my favorite, like Cardi Bar, I, for like a week, I was like, wow, that's like barely really inventive. It was um, these hoes ain't what they say they are, but they pussy stink. They catfish, and I'm like, that is genius. Yo, that was like a sounds, wraparound mm, line. They they it's catfish. It's a good. It's a good line. Yeah, that, that line is, is genius. I feel like okay. <laughs> Huh, this is a very terrible comparison right now, but I feel like that's such a Nicki Minaj like it is. Yikes! Now don't, that, don't let them find this soundbite nah, because then they that, will come for that you. That don't sound like a Nicki soundbite though. Oh, no. That sound like a, Nicki always talking about somebody her vagina and who which I'm y'all is not, not, not on her level. I'm not gonna say anything on no soundbite, but I'm gonna just go like this. But here's the you one thing. You shake your head. <laughs> like at least Nicki writes her songs, and you know that she does. <sighs> You know that she does. Oh, that? But on that note, we'll <laughs> we'll end it. Follow here. us, y'all. We, so, we love sitting on the couch. It was fun. That's all for Anne Friends with Jana Jefferson. Follow the show on Instagram at Anne Friends Podcast. And then follow me on my new handle that I just changed. Okay, okay. It's at the notorious JNA on Instagram and Twitter. And don't forget to subscribe to the show on iTunes, the podcast app, and Google Play, where you can stay up to date on new episodes when they become available. And if you'd like to be a guest host on the show, hit me up at anfriendsguest at gmail.com and we'll keep in touch. Extreme thanks to my guest hosts for today, The Takeover with Kristen. And Christine, you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter, all the things at The Takeover CC. The Takeover CC. Awesome. What about your personal handles? You don't want to share them? Sure. (laughs) Christine.Ayana, C-H-R-I-S-T-I-N-E dot A-Y-A-N-N-A. Kristen.Alexis, C-H-R-I-S-T-I-N dot A-L-E-X-I-S. I I feel like I need to put my middle name in things, but I feel like I haven't used it ever, so I'm like, "Mm, let's just keep it to myself. Yeah, I had a feeling like that, but two two people, two special people call me Alexis, so it's, Mm -hmm. and then... I had like, oh, should I do it? But and I also feel like my first name's so different that it's like, mm, there's no need to like put a middle name because mm. it's like everyone knows not to be like that person. Like everyone knows I'm Shayna Jefferson. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Your name has a ring to it too, so. Right. Oh my gosh. Do you, if you get married, do you think you'd ever take your husband's name? She said name? no. I don't think I would either. I want him to take mine. Ooh. Smash the patriarchy. <laughs> I don't think I would take my husband's last name because mine just has a good ring to it. And I it don't depends on what his is. Right now, I'm already kind of, you know, my, my my name is my dad's name. And I knew my dad for only three years out of my life. So I already feel the type of way about mm-hmm. having his name. But my name has a ring to it. So it's kind of like a slap. My mom did it as like a slap in his face. Like, haha, you're not going to get no coins from this girl being so mm-hmm. prosperous. But I'm going to let her keep your name for right now mm-hmm. um so i may just change it just to be like <laughs> f this nigga um <laughs> but yeah 
I like. Because I'm now effing this nigga. (laughs) But I'm not a rapper, though. (laughs) (laughs) All right, everybody. We'll see you in a couple of weeks. Bye. Bye. Bye.